This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative podcast where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. Welcome back to Happy Class. This is week 19 of the Master of Applied Positive Psychology program. It has been a really relaxing week, kind of weirdly relaxing. I feel almost like I was on a break, even though I wasn't. My mom got a little concerned when I was talking to her earlier today, and she said, how's school going? And I said, it's really easy this week. I Like, I'm not really doing much right now. And she was like, oh no, <laughs> what are you missing? I think the rhythm of the semester is a lot different. I mentioned in the last couple episodes, there's just not as much technical writing as there was, which has been so nice. I really don't mind the writing. I think I kind of got in the groove and I did get feedback on a paper that I turned in. I mentioned last week that big group project that I sort of carried the banner on this first section and our advisor mentioned that it was beautifully written and it was really fun for him to read like a well-written paper as we get started with this project. So that was very fun feedback. I really do love writing. I've done it forever and ever and look forward to it. And I think that this sort of blending of a little bit more creative applied writing along with the theoretical writing hits a sweet spot for me. It actually gets me really excited for my capstone project, my thesis, and preparing to write another nonfiction book, which is my goal coming out of this program is to turn my capstone into a book proposal and then have my book proposal, you know, be queried, send it to agents, hopefully acquire an agent and a publisher and get to work really digging into my next book, which I will be excited to learn more about what exactly that's going to look like over the next six months, couple years. Uh, But it's been really fun to do just this 
kind of right down the middle writing of the research base, but also applying it in a meaningful way. This weekend I have class, so if you're listening to this episode when it comes out on Friday, I am in class, I'm in the middle of it, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The week leading up to another on-site is always a little bit light because all of our assignments are usually due within, you know, a few days before class begins. We have like this mini break to catch our breath and do readings, basically readings without assignments to prepare us for the on-site itself. I did remember last night that I had a little question reflection due. This is the instructor's way of inviting us to think critically about the articles that she's assigning. This is for my neuroscience class, which has been fascinating so far. The instructor is phenomenal. And this is a really great assignment. I mean, it feels a little bit like some legwork. What it does is exactly what it's designed to do, or at least that's what it feels like so far. I read these articles with the intention in mind of what am I curious about that isn't discussed? What is another way to think about this? What questions do I have about this research? And then write very short, three questions, only 150 words total for all three questions about the articles themselves and not about each article, three questions total across all of the articles, which there were four assigned for this weekend. I chose three of them to, you know, I asked questions about three different articles. And as I was reading the articles with the perspective of what am I curious about in addition to what's written, I found that I absorbed a lot more information that I was synthesizing and 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 understanding what was happening and also like had my little feelers out for well what about this and what about this and I'm curious about this and I wonder about this so that was an interesting experience to kind of watch myself do this assignment and recognize the pedagogy of how it actually I think is doing exactly what it was designed to do for example in one of the articles the research was done around perseverance and whether inviting children so these are four and six-year-olds that are in the study in whether if you invite them to think about the task this sort of meaningless task that they're given and invited to be a good helper quote-unquote good helper by performing this task and then there's also a distraction an ipad with a game on it if you give them the perspective of thinking of themselves in the third person or thinking of themselves as like an alter ego, like is Spider-Man doing a good job on that? Is Spider-Man being a good helper? Or is Timmy being a good helper? Having them reflect on that and it goes over like the audio, they're doing this sort of boring task on the computer with the intention of being a good helper. Will they stay on task or will they switch to using the you know, playing a fun game on the iPad, even with the reminder of this third party or alter ego helper situation. It turns out the results of this study are that using an alter ego, having a child think of themselves as an alter ego, like a Spider-Man character or Dora the Explorer or Cinderella, someone that they would kind of identify as like a, a model character, a model person when they're reminded to think of the task, performing the task and like persevering in a boring task as that alter ego, they're more likely to stay on task for longer. Where if they think in third person, they're less likely to stay on task as long as the alter ego, but more than thinking of themselves as me, like am I doing a good job? 
And so the thinking of themselves personally, am I doing, am I being a good helper was the least effective in keeping them on task. I hope you understand what's happening. Imagine a four-year-old sitting at a computer being taught how to do this boring game and being invited to be a good helper. And the invitation is to stay on task and to help with it by doing this boring thing on the computer. And if you get bored, you can use the iPad, but we'd like you to, to be a good helper. And then the four-year-old is either, there's you know three separate four-year-olds. One of them's invited to think of themselves as themselves. One is invited to think of themselves in third person. And one is invited to think of themselves as an alter ego. And that is reminded to them both in their minds and also like a speaker says, is Timmy be, being a good helper? Is Cinderella being a good helper? The most effective is the alter ego. The next is the third person. And the personalization of just thinking in first person is the least effective for the idea of staying on the boring task. This study is studying perseverance. That was the goal of the study. Knowing that perseverance is a characteristic, has lots of great outcomes for adults, and, you know, myriad benefits for us to persevere when things get hard or tough or boring. Yes, I think most people would agree with that. The question that came to mind as I was reading this research is, is it even culturally appropriate for a four and six-year-old to believe that they're a good helper by performing a boring task on the computer that has no purpose, no meaning, no outcome? They don't know the person they're pleasing. It felt like counterintuitive to me to want to have that, like the, the good outcome be staying on the boring task. It felt a little purposeless to me. And why? Are we training, why would we want to train young kids to do a dumb, boring thing when, I, I guess with my perspective and paradigm, the, the real job of a four and six-year-old is to play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Maybe not play on the iPad all the time, but if that's the only other available option, I would love for my kid to feel like, well, this game doesn't have any purpose. I'm going to do something that is fun because fun is purposeful. Fun is good. So just the underlying philosophy of it had me curious about how are we culturally defining positive and negative characteristics at different ages? And at what age is it no longer appropriate to give up on a boring thing that has no purpose or meaning in order to simply be someone who perseveres? 
I know there's a lot of layers to that and probably a lot of questions and thoughts. And I'm, I hope that we get into it a little bit more this weekend with my classmates because it had me questioning just general underlying cultural concepts of what makes good character and what is beneficial for kids to learn. I feel like my elder millennial generation is doing a lot of unlearning the idea that in order to be worthwhile, we must be constantly productive and achievement-oriented. That is what the message feels like to me of, uh, of some research like this. How do we get kids as young as four to do something dumb and boring even when there's something fun that they could be doing? So it's a little bit soapboxy for me if you can't tell. It for sure got me thinking and I'm really excited to talk more about it. And that question leads me to what I wanted to just invite you to explore today. And this is the idea of character strengths. There's been a lot of research over the last 20 years about character, how it, how we build it, where we learn it, what's inherent versus what is learned. And there is a free tool that anyone can use that will, through a series of questions, give you some insight into some of the things that you're naturally, some strengths that you're naturally more adept at and some of your lower character strengths. It's called the VIA and I will link it in the show notes. So if you want to take it, it takes about five, 10 minutes maybe to go through these questions. It's empirically studied. And at the end of the quiz, you will get your results. You can see what your top five character strengths are and you can even see where you fall, you know, what they relate to and, and how you can use them more effectively. How do you moderate them? It's really interesting. So I've taken it a couple times and interesting to note that my top five strengths are not constant. They're similar and they move around. So when I took it today in preparation for class this weekend, my top five strengths were curiosity creativity, love of learning, spirituality, and gratitude. Those are usually my top five, but, you know, of I guess a year ago or so when I took it, gratitude was my highest, where today curiosity was my highest. Similarly, my lowest always kind of hover around the same things. My lowest five are self-regulation, prudence, humility, perseverance and judgment and given my conversation about this this task oriented um, article maybe those aren't a big surprise and then there's a bunch in the middle love and hope and perspective beauty zest forgiveness bravery leadership honesty social intelligence kindness fairness humor and teamwork are all the other character strengths that are in the middle for me so there's 24 total VIA character strengths that have been identified through years and years of research. And I want to invite you to go ahead and take the quiz. Get a little bit of insight into what are some of your natural strengths and then consider how can you use those even more meaningfully in your life. Maybe choose one of them and think of how you can use it in a new way so that you are empowered by something that is natural and innate to you something that you're really good at that you can think about how you can apply it to even more areas of your life in order to take the free survey the via character strengths survey you go to the website via character.org v-i-a 
www.thecharacter.org. And right there on the front page, you can take the free survey. There are lots of ways that we can use our strengths in order to be more fulfilled in our lives. And the first step is becoming self-aware, acknowledging, understanding more about what are our natural strengths and how then, once we understand what they are and what those things even mean, how can we expand them and lean into them and grow them and apply them more broadly across our lives. For week 19, you get a little bit of homework. Go to viacharacter.org, take the free survey, and feel free to report back. Send me a message on Instagram and share what are a few of your top five strengths or share all five of them and whether or not you were surprised by them or if you felt like, oh yeah, those resonate with me. Those are things that I already identify as things that I'm good at. I can't wait to hear more. I'd love to include you and bring you along for this process and at moments like this, invite you to dig in and do a little positive psychology alongside me. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will chat with you again next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.